This is a hat trick podcast. Oh, lovely. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Do you remember your sex education? Was it helpful to you? Was it filled with scientific information rather than real, practical advice? I'm Degree Weight, and this is the real sex education. Every other week, I'll be posing sex questions busting sex myths and opening up our mailbox to answer your relationship conundrums but in order to do this i need an expert a sexpert if you will but the only sex and relationship therapist i know is my mum hello mum hello digs Hello and welcome to The Real Sex Education. I'm Digri Waite and I'm joined as ever by accredited sexual relationship therapist Kate Campbell. Hello, Mum. Hello, Diggs. Each episode we give a different aspect of sex and relationships a good going over and today we're talking about a certain kind of relationship. The half-in, half-out relationships, casual relationships, short-term relationships, friends with benefits, situationships. Have you ever been in any one of these yourself? Mm, I'm just thinking. Depends what you mean, doesn't it? Well, that's, let's do that right now, right? Let's define these right now. So how would you define a casual relationship? Well, again, that, you see, that's really difficult, isn't it? Because because these days, I mean, no, I mean, you're making a face. I wish you could see his face. <laughs> um, you're making a face, but um, d- different people see it differently. And yes. my generation might see it very differently to your generation. Mm. Um, for a start, because some people who are having re- a relationship that I think is a relationship relationship would mm. define it as casual or mm. they'd say they weren't in a relationship. And actually, that is the bane of my life. The bane of you what, as a therapist? Yeah. Is people, so people come to you and they say... Lost my pen. Okay. That is the bane of your relationship, your life, isn't it? That's the bane of your life, isn't it? When I Yes, it is. I can't, I mean, what do you need your pen for? I don't know. I might want to write something. What would you want to write? <laughs> right, I've, it's completely gone. Oh my god! This is this might go down Every as one episode. of the worst. <laughs> I know this might go oh, down no, as one of the worst. I've got another one. Because <laughs> what people don't see is that we have been talking for half an hour. <laughs> this pen is great. Guess what I just did there? What? I sneaked a penis into the sentence. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> <You're>... <laughs> oh my god! Sorry. What are we supposed to do? What are we supposed to, like? I've spent I've you know all morning up in that. I can't wait to talk about this. I've written this whole script. I've got all these questions for you, <laughs> and. Uh, and you're sneaking penises into the conversation. <laughs> Look at you go. Unbelievable. Okay. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> Should we just start again then? Hello, Diggs. Go on. <laughs> go on then. 
Have you been in any casual relationships? Don't know what they are. They're different for everyone. <laughs> End of episode. Great. Fantastic. Well, no, it's, it's true, though, isn't it? That no, you you've are got, right. You've got people who say, oh, we're not in a relationship, and they haven't put their status on any Facebook or anything. A bit old-fashioned now, but you know what I mean? Yeah. And then yeah, they're yeah. saying, we're not in a relationship, but they're we're sleeping together, and they, we're not official. That's it. That's yeah. it, isn't it? They're and sleeping they're, together. They're going on dates. Going on holiday sometimes. This is the thing. So I think that's a, a casual relationship, I suppose, is when, yeah, you're having a, a sexual relationship, but you're not putting the label on it. You're not saying we're boyfriend and girlfriend. You're not saying we're girlfriend and girlfriend. You're not saying we're partners. Mm. Um, I suppose it differs to short-term relationships in, in that short-term relationships, I mean, maybe you could label those, but like it's just in the knowledge that there is some sort of time limit on this like i had a friend recently she was working for a month in a different country and she met someone they got along really well it was a short-term relationship they probably went out for like four weeks and they both had a really good time but both the understanding that she was returning to the uk and then they wouldn't be able to continue the relationship but they didn't want to do it long distance so it could be casual and exclusive but with the knowledge that there's a time limit on it for and that's for geographical reasons or just getting out of stuff before it's too... But those sorts of relationships can be amazing. Those, those yeah. can be just great, yeah. Exactly. These short, intense... There's all the, there's all the novelty mm, and, mm, none of exactly. the, and none of the pressures and... Well, that is why you might say that some people would have casual relationships and, and in the sense of the next one, the next word I'm going to use, we're just going to get some of these, it's basically a little glossary at the top, but situationship. This is a new one that I sort of see on TikTok and stuff and people talk mm. about, but I still can't quite grasp, but... I've looked around. It looks like a general definition for it is a relationship that has all or most of the hallmarks of a committed relationship, but without the labels. So often people in situationships are, they're going on dates, they're having lots of sex, they're seeing each other lots, they're hanging Mm. out lots. They might even be exclusive, but just to remove any of the pressure of that, they just don't label it. Well, yeah, I think, yeah, but I think sometimes people use situationship to mean where one person is more into it than the other. Right, right. Where one person thinks it is a relationship and the other one doesn't so much. It's sort of, yeah, sort of keeping it, and, and by not having the conversation, proper conversation about it, they don't really know where the either one stands. But I can, I can see the attraction of not putting labels on things. Why should you really? Mm. I guess. But in this particular scenario, I feel like if I was going out with someone, I'd sort of want them to put a label on it because I sort of want to be like, yeah, I'm your boyfriend in my case. I'd be their boyfriend and I want them to like sort of say it loud and proud, you know? Yeah, but, you, but, but you're, you're confident about yourself. And if you felt, I mean, some people feel that when they get too close to somebody else, they'll be found out that mm-hmm. they won't be liked as much. Or if they get too close to somebody else, then they'll be sort of absorbed into the other person and they'll cease to exist as themselves. People feel like that as well so there are there are negative reasons um, yeah. why people don't want to come out loud and proud about their relationship yeah i suppose that's true sometimes they can't as well because culturally or something that is not acceptable or mm. you know mm. or your mum just doesn't like your girlfriend or your boyfriend or whatever well yeah exactly i mean when you said that about for those cultural reasons i was thinking well i met two guys on holiday and they sort of were on holiday and half the reason being is so they could get out of their own country because oh, yeah. their parents didn't like that they were going out. Yeah. So that's why they were like, yeah, we're traveling all the time, mm. um, which mm. is quite sad. And then the final one is friends with benefits, which I think is friends who occasionally and casually have sex. They're not in a committed relationship or anything like that. They're not mm. exclusive with each other. And it can either be an actual friend or just 
someone that you know you can have sex with you just occasionally yeah hook mm. up with so i feel like those are some of the big major terms that are used for casual relationships and you said before you come up against these a lot in therapy why are they the bane of your existence well when they're casual and they're they're just casual Mm. there's not usually a problem. And sometimes people do come to therapy saying, we want to have this relationship, which is long distance. For instance, somebody that travels a lot to a particular place and has a partner back in another place, or the person in the place has a partner, where there's somebody else, then sometimes people will come into therapy to discuss how they manage that. As in, let's say I work in London, but I go to Aberystwyth in Wales, Yes. Every three weeks for yes. a weekend. Yes. In Aberystwyth in Wales, I've met a very nice Welsh person and we go on dates and have fun whilst mm. I'm there. Yeah. That's what you, but I have my part, my main partner in London and it's that yeah. sort of thing of making it, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, even when the relationship's open, that sometimes there's still issues around that if it's open for one but not the other or whatever anyway mm-hmm. so those sorts of things or sometimes people just want to get into a casual relationship they don't want anything serious and they want to know how to negotiate that and how to take care of themselves and how to make plans for if one of them does become more involved and things like that and they do actually go and I think it's terribly responsible to do that but That's, more yeah. often what's happened is that mm-hmm. they've been calling it casual calling it casual calling it casual and then all of a sudden they say oh we're a couple and mm-hmm. then all their bad Bad habits are there and they can't deal with them. They can't, mm. you know, like my, my particular one that I'm always mentioning is faking it. You know, when people have been faking orgasms, yeah. Because they don't want to upset their partner. Mm. And if it's only casual, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter too much. Yeah. And then, but then when you're with them, you're sort of like, mm, mm. Could, could do with an orgasm now, actually. Mm, wouldn't mind one of those. So what we're saying is you've got to stamp that out ASAP. If you're not having orgasms with your partner. Don't fake it. Don't fake it. But we do always say, don't, you know, an orgasm should not be your goal for sex. Yeah, but it is people's goal. I mean, it's really awful. At this last couple of weeks, I've really felt like I want to tell the world how wonderful it is when you take responsibility for your own pleasure and you don't feel that you have to sort of work really hard to make the other person climax or have a good time Mm. where they can tell you what they like and what they want you to do and what they want you to stop. Mm. Because when people get that, that they're doing it for themselves, they actually feel so much closer. They feel so Mm. close. Mm. And they also have a much better time because Mm. they're not worrying about what the other person's experiencing and they don't feel uncomfortable about saying, I want this. Yeah, exactly. Well, okay, right. I mean, that is very interesting, but we should probably talk more about casual relationships. So why do people get into casual relationships? And also, do you think they're on the rise right now? Yeah. You do? Yeah. So why why do people do this? It's interesting, isn't it? I think there's more people that don't want the trouble of a relationship at the moment. Life's too busy. Mm. And people haven't got as much money. Yeah. And so, and yeah, we talked about this in the episode on Japan and why people aren't mm. getting into relationships there. And a lot of people there say it's hassle mm. and you have to spend a lot with you in a, in a relationship. But people are starting to say it here as well. Mm. And I mean, mm. it is a, where it is a big thing. A lot of yeah. people have been burnt. As, as I said before, a lot of people feel they're taken over by a relationship. Mm. They feel if they get to know someone too well, they won't like them as much. They feel they might get things wrong. If it's a casual relationship, it's not so much to lose. I mean, quite often, as I'm always saying, people's sex life tends to go down the plug when they commit and be very good when they're casual. Mm, that's very interesting, and yeah. And when you commit, it, when it matters then 
So you want to get it right. And then all the anxiety and pressure comes in. Yeah. yeah. So all that stuff about, oh, well, we're not in a relationship, so we can do what we like. We can fake it if we like. We can do whatever we the heck we want. Mm. They're doing that and they're probably having quite a nice time. Mm. But, um, yeah. Do you think we're more susceptible to a, to a fear of commitment now than we, we have been before? It feels like, when I, maybe it's my idealised vision of the past, but I sort of just feel like you meet someone in your hometown, you fall in love and you're together forever. Whereas now... Well, no, now sex is more available. Yeah. but And, and weirdly, we're having it less. But sex is more available. Because you can get it. Because it's there. Because it's you there. You don't have to... I mean, people used to have to get married to have sex. Mm. And some people still do, um, yeah. if that's their belief system. But mm. for a lot of people, it's really easy. You just go on a, an app and you find a partner and you can have sex in 10 minutes if you want to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, 10 minutes is mad. You've got to have some cracking chat to be able to get away with that and not not come across like a complete freak. Because if you message someone being like, hey, let's have sex in the next 10 minutes, surely most people are going to go, Hang on a minute. I've seen the beginning of this horror film. Um, <laughs> something bad's going to happen here, surely. But they might think, oh, this is great. You know, this is somebody who says exactly what they mean. Yeah. And there are, to be fair, I say this, but I, this is because I've been on the more like classic apps like Bumble and Hinge and Tinder, which I think some people still think are like complete hookup apps. And you probably the people on there can shag within 10 minutes, but there are other apps. I think there's one called pure which it is like this is a straight hookup app so it's like it's this whole like oh you got to rush you got it it's all about doing it quickly but i think grind is a bit more you know hookup hookup that also is the, mm. is very true yeah mm. do you think as well this is an interesting one that i talked about with a friend recently she thinks part of the reason why we don't commit to people is because of actually the the now the plethora of options we have mm. you might see someone for a bit and go this is fine and fun but there could be someone better on my phone. Yeah. And click and load. Click and load. And it's the whole same thing with, you know, with mm. all these apps now where you just, it's the endless scrolling, mm. you know, oh, just one more swipe and there's going to be a great new video on TikTok or one more swipe and I'll see another great picture of my friend having a great time on Instagram, whatever. Yeah. And it's one more swipe and I might find the love of my life. Yeah. But how long have I been swiping? And it's that thing of, well, I can't commit because there might be someone great around the corner or I can't commit because that's too much pressure with this person because they're mm. not absolutely perfect and everything. Mm. So I will just keep that open in the back of my mind. Yeah. So, okay, you talked about some people talking about the rules and boundaries. How do people go about put, putting those up and creating those? And, and what do you think are some good rules of thumb? Ooh. I'll give you a scenario and we can talk about some of the things we can talk about. Mm. Um, I meet someone and we hit it off let's say we sleep together right the next day in the morning we're chatting we're like we should definitely hang out again we hang out again and we sleep together again but both of us talk about how maybe we want this to be casual what sort of rules and boundaries then should we set up we want to see each other again but we don't want to add any of these labels for whatever reason maybe one of us is going abroad at some point maybe one of us just doesn't want to commit but i think the rule is you need to talk about what the rules are really <laughs> yeah i mean because because they because they're going to be different for different people i think you have to mm. I think the important thing is to understand what you mean by different things so if you say we're not exclusive what does that actually mean Mm. Or if you say, oh, this is just going to be casual, does that mean we're going to be mono for the time that we are together? Monogamous. Yes. And does that mean that we're going to not see other people? Does that mean not see friends? Does that mean we'll see one another every day? Does that mean, I mean, what what do you like a relationship to be like? Do you mm. feel overwhelmed and swamped if you're seeing somebody every night? Or do you feel that it isn't enough of a relationship if you don't? 
Mm. I mean, mm. what what's what's right for you? That's that could be where you fall down because although you might have a really good time, once it does become more serious, and then you start making demands of one another, that might be the point where it all goes wrong. Mm. So I think whatever you rules you're going to have, you've got to ha- you've got to know what they are, and you've got to agree them. Mm. That's very true. So having a conversation rather than mm. just sort of hoping it's all going to go well and saying it's only this is why it's the pain of my life because people say it's only casual we don't need rules well yeah well you still need rules because well you still need to understand one another mm-hmm. and what and what you think casual looks like and mm, what it is for exactly. you i mean i think that's a very good point when do you tell someone that you're looking for something casual um if that's what you are doing right away right away so uh, again i'm going to say those famous words I was talking to a friend <laughs> and they were saying that they were chatting to someone on a dating app and they were getting along quite well and they they then put a date in the diary. And before the date, they sent us them a message and said, hey, by the way, not looking for anything too serious at the moment, but I still really want to meet you on this date. Now, she said to me, she said, I would have been happy going into that date not knowing either way. And I'd be, do you know what? Probably would have been happy to go on a casual, have a casual little relationship with them. But the fact they sent that before meeting them then put its own strange little pressure on this meetup where it suddenly felt like, oh, if I then go, does that mean that they expect sex? That, that that's what they've always just seen? And so actually saying it up front in that situation scuppered the thing for both of them, even though she would have been happy to have a casual relationship, but she thought, removing that and, and actually saying it up front then put its own weird pressure on things and then she cancelled the date well that's a good example of of difference in understanding mm. because they're not looking for something too serious might mean i'm not going to have sex with you yeah yeah it could, it could I, still, i'm not looking to anything too serious but i'm still up for the date. it might just be like let's still go bowling yeah because i love bowling and i think you'll be fun to hang out with yeah but there are yeah. there are people digs who don't want to have sex on a date why do you have to tell me that? Like, that's... Because you were giving me a funny face. I wasn't giving you a funny face you then. Were I made, a funny I... Fa- you were giving me that, that <laughs> playing Minecraft face. I, the reason I did that is because I mentioned bowling and you ha- you did a little chuckle and I was very happy with myself for making you laugh. That's why I gave you a face. Okay. I think you're right. Obviously, you can go on dates, a first date in particular, and not expect sex. And to be honest, I think you should always go into dates and not expect sex unless it's been probably explicitly mentioned before and that's what's going to go down. Because otherwise, you'll go on a date and then if it doesn't expect sex, either you'll get angry at the other person for not wanting to have sex with you or you'll get angry at yourself or just upset because you the thing that you've been expecting doesn't happen. You should go in just not expecting but hoping to have a good time and mm. you can do that without having sex mm. and just enjoying someone's company. Because yeah. um, again, that puts too much pressure on it. So mm. on on the apps now, interesting actually, uh, uh, we've talked about the apps a lot today, but they've got, you can put a little function on there a lot of them now where you can say, I'm looking for, on Bumble, it's something casual. On Hinge, it's um, looking for short term, things like that, which actually might be a good way of mm. getting that conversation started early doors. Mm. But otherwise, we talk about this book, The Ethical Slut, a lot. They mention the fact that you should really be upfront about these things. And unfortunately, as uh, the wonderful Stuart Goldsmith, who was on the first series, talked about, and he talked about The Ethical Slut, he was mm. saying, you know, when he was in, when he was younger and he was sleeping around a lot, unfortunately, he, you know, had really good times with people and say, we're about to have sex. And he'd go, listen, I'm not looking for anything serious. And they go, oh, Sorry, I am. And he'd go, brilliant. And he'd have to have a cold shower and go to bed. But it's definitely better to do it that way than any other way and lead people on. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Right. Last question on this. 
because we've talked about it and we've gone around the houses, but this is a very important one because obviously I always look on Google and see what they're saying about these things. And this is what they say. Can a casual relationship move on to something more serious? If I've caught feelings or want more, how do I achieve that? Is it possible for casual relationships to move on to something more serious? Yeah, well, they do all the time. Yeah. It's just, I mean, they, they, they absolutely do all the time. But as I say, the, the, the gear change is is difficult because it's not the trajectory that we used to have where where you date and then, you know, you'd hold hands after a couple of dates, you might mm. kiss, you know, oh and it would God. move on very gradually and no mm. sex before three weeks. You know, that was... Three that to five dates is what I've heard. Somewhere oh. between three and five dates. That's what I hear. But anyway, yeah. people knew where they were with that. And now it's a lot more, it's a lot more difficult. And then they're in different places. So the relationship you have when you're casual is not the relationship you have when you see yourselves as a couple. And that's mm. why a lot of people, once they're a couple, think, oh, well, we should be spending all our time together now. We should open a bank account. You know? All right, or, now I need to come and meet your parents. Yeah, or move in. Yeah, and oh, I, I need to move. You know, the modern thing is um, we get a dog. Yes, I know a lot of people who've got yeah, a dog. Yeah, this getting a dog thing. And it's awful because the number of people <laughs> coming into therapy saying, I'm having to keep seeing my ex because we share a dog. Wow. And the, and people do create really strong bonds with their dogs. And it's like, they actually... Don't, neither of them want to lose the dog, no. No, no, exactly. Bloody I mean, like, there are sometimes people that are two or 300 miles apart having to drive all the way to drop the dog off and pick it up and things like that. Wow. Because they... What, like it's a bloody divorce. And it's yeah, a yeah, like a divorce. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, sometimes it is an actual divorce, but it's really some casual people who don't live together who who share a dog, and it's and it's causing all kinds of of issues. I know I said that would be my last question, but I, something you made me think there about divorce people and, and and stuff like that. But your ex, I know a lot of people who get into a sort of semi casual thing with their ex. Oh God, yeah. And would you? I mean, it sounds like you wouldn't advise that. Well, it's just, I mean, sometimes it's its kind of revenge sex sometimes Ooh, um, yeah. for people. I mean, sometimes yeah. it's just a sort of farewell or sometimes mm. they get on better when they're not living together or when they're because not a the couple. Because the pressure's not there. Because the pressure's yeah. not there and then they really enjoy sex. But sometimes they enjoy the sex and it keeps them together. And they mm. find it really, really difficult to move on because of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So there are all sorts of things going on there. But yeah, there is a lot of after relationship sex as well as before relationship sex. Yeah, exactly. It's only during the relationship they're not having any really. Yeah. So basically, if you want to have more sex, um, break up with whoever you're <laughs> with or stay single <laughs> well, and but, you'll be fine. But, but there is so much more of people deciding to live in separate places or you know, not live together or yeah. to you know you know or to, or to and, and that's even married people moving out yeah and um, there's ever such a lot more of that around at the moment well, i mean isn't that the saying isn't it like um absence makes the heart grow fonder there's something i think that's quite sexy about you having your own lives mm. living apart and but you, mystery you know, and making time for each other yes to be a part of each other's lives rather than being like i actually can't escape you when i come home well definitely <laughs> you know? if you want to have more sex with someone don't move in with them Think is a that is such a hot take and it's so true but that's a sex therapist telling you right now yeah. if you want to keep having good sex don't move in with your partner don't yeah. be in the same bed as them every night well that's another thing if you're in separate bedrooms then you can have that really sexy thing of inviting them in this is so weird that you say that why because our question coming up in no. part two yes so no. what a segue that is that is perfect amazing so 
Mum, thank you so much. If you guys have any thoughts on casual relationships or anything we didn't answer, then please do send in your questions. Speaking of the questions, and you comments. can send and comments. You know, you disagree exactly. Mm. We'll, we'll we'll talk about them on the podcast. So we are on Instagram at Real Sex Head Pod. You can submit your questions anonymously there in our bio, or just send them to us on, a, on via a DM. But we will keep you anonymous if you don't want us to say who you are. And also, you can send in your questions to us at podcasts at hattrick.com as well. We'll be back in part two of the podcast with your questions and more right after this. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's the mailbag, send Kate your queries to podcastahatch.com. It's the mailbag, send Kate your queries, podcastahatch.com with two T's. Hello there, I have a query for Kate. I would like to know when the real sex education mailbag starts. The real sex education mailbag starts right now. Thank you. Welcome back to part two of the podcast where we answer some of your questions that you sent in to us on our Instagram page and our email. I've given you those already, so I'm not going to bore you with those again. All the questions you sent in to us are completely anonymous unless you tell us you want your name included. Right, Mum, what about the question that you were talking about before? Are you ready for it? Yes, go for it. Go on. Here we go. I have always had issues sleeping and feeling tired. I have tried all the vitamins and solutions online, like regular bedtimes, no screens before sleep. Nothing worked. But after everything started opening up again, my husband had started having to travel again for work. The first night he left in the middle of the night and I slept brilliantly. And the next two nights after that, when he came back, my sleep got worse again. I mentioned this to him and suggested that maybe we try sleeping in separate beds, but he got very upset. I tried to tell him I love being in bed with him and I miss him when he goes away for work, but I want to sleep properly. Is it okay for couples to sleep in different beds? Yes. 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 Yeah, but I think people think that's probably the worst thing in the world, the idea that you wouldn't go to bed with your partner. Well, I mean, a lot of people do think that, and it is is really, really nice to snuggle up together. I mean, there's there's mm. no doubt about it. But you can have a really hot time being in separate rooms, and you can still be together sometimes. I mean, I know a lot of people who do have separate rooms sometimes do a once or twice a week. You know, they sleep together at the weekend when it doesn't matter if they sleep so well, or they mm. sleep together after sex, or they you know or they have you know sunday night sleeps or whatever but <laughs> yeah. but it's quite nice i mean you could have twin and there was a big fashion for twin beds at one time really yeah there was okay. yeah there was a big fashion for twin beds so what you push them together and then when you were done you just pull them apart no you just have separate beds and <laughs> so you shag in the single and then you and then you hop <laughs> off and go into your own other one yeah something like that but that doesn't help that much if you've got a snorer 
or mm. something like that, yeah. um, or somebody who just is very conscious of someone else being in the room. And this yeah. happens a lot with people who are older, who've who've mm. been used to sleeping on their own for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as well. Mm. So, so absolutely separate rooms, and you you know, then you can invite one another in and say, oh, "Do you want to come into my into my room tonight?" Mm. And yeah, you can yeah. do a bit of simmering leading up to it. It doesn't have to end in sex, but it but it can end in a really nice cuddle. You being mm. together, you know, just imagine if if spending the night together, sleeping together was a special thing for you. It would make it mm. so much more exciting. You wouldn't be thinking, oh, God, he's not farting again, is he? Or, you know, <laughs> yeah. or, or yeah. oh, no, we had curry tonight. Let's not sleep together. Or, oh, Jesus. You, you know, what? well, all those things. And I mean, th- this is why I never want to live with anyone ever, because <laughs> this is make this. You are giving a really strong account for separate beds right now. <laughs> Suddenly you're thinking about all the real shit. I don't think about it. I'm like, yeah, God, that, that is not good. Yeah. And things like, I mean, it's, oh, smelly feet. Yeah. I mean, yeah, oh, some yeah. people have the smelliest feet, you know, God, they don't <laughs> seem to realize their feet just, yeah. just minging. Anyway, mm. they're, they're, and have it, whether you have the window open or not, whether you have the curtains mm. open or not, whether you mm. like to listen to something, listen to the yes. Real Sex Education podcast as you go off to yeah. sleep. Um, mm. You know, people, some people. I think listen, a lot of people do that. Uh, of course they do. Sends them off listen to sleep. To real, yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. They're <laughs> yeah. like, oh, Oh, what's an incredibly oh, boring podcast oh, yeah. what's before like, bed? Oh dear, yeah. yeah. Let's just that. They haven't got to this point. It's too late in the podcast. There's no way they've made it this long. Yeah, yeah. That or um, you, you, you know, perhaps whale music or noise or something. That yeah, some a lot of people to. love rain pattering on a window yeah, or whatever. Yeah, that sort of I thing. mean, I'm thinking back to a previous partner of mine. I love having the window open. It keep, you know, a bit of fresh air oh, in yeah. that sort of thing. You also, do, don't you? Your room's always freezing. It's freezing. And, uh, well, maybe that's the issue. And Dr. <laughs> Matthew Walker, who uh, is the big sleep guy, he talks about the fact that, you know, actually an optimum temperature for being asleep is actually slightly cold. You don't want to mm. be slightly hot. You don't want to be even at a normal temperature. Slightly colder is actually a good way to sleep and it's, you get better sleep that way, apparently. So what, that, I, that's obviously running through my head. And mm. I'm like, oh, I'd love to be like slightly cold. And I love it. And also you get that thing of like, you're comfy and warm in the bed sheets. Anyway, partner, window open, absolutely hated it and was like, and any, and I'd like get into bed and they'd be like, oh my God, you've been the cold air. And they'd be fuming <laughs> at me. They'd be absolutely fuming. And so it's that thing of, also imagine that thing, like let's say I've got to get up at 6am for work and they've got to get up at 7 mm. or something like that. That means like you'll be going to bed at different times, which means that met potentially, which mm. also means that someone could come in and wake you up. And then also that thing of then you've got to get up when they get up or then have your sleep be, you know, cut in two. And it's so important because it sounds really lame to take this so seriously, but like we sleep every single day. We spend like a third of our lives asleep. This is, it is so important. Yeah. And then if you'd make it sexy, like you say, like come into my bedroom tonight. It could be. It could be really fun. I mean, a lot, a lot of people do do come and kiss one another goodbye if they're going to work early. There, they you still don't get away with that. Yeah, um, yeah. Because you know they they say goodbye That's to sweet. one another, which That's is lovely. really You're cute. Right. But a, quite a nice sleepy kiss is is nice. Yeah. But the other thing is, a lot of couples do have a cuddle every night, um, mm. and then go to their own beds. You know, yeah. it's just a cuddle or it isn't. It depends where yeah. it goes. But it's like, let's have a little cuddle. We might even fall asleep together. And then eventually you wake up and go, right, I'm going to go yeah. back to my own bed now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the problem, I mean, it's not inclusive because obviously not everyone can afford two bedrooms, um, yeah, of you know, in, in their house. Yeah. But Absolutely. if you can, you know, it's... It's it's not a, it's not the worst thing in the world. It's not a problem. No. You wouldn't say it was a problem. If, if people came to you and said, listen, 
We're in different beds. What you might say is a problem is we can't afford a second bedroom, so I do send my husband to sleep on the sofa every night. You might say, well, hang on a minute. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That might be more difficult. Yeah. All right, brill. Well, there you go. Play your husband this part of the podcast and perhaps he'll fall asleep. All right. Second question. My partner is always ready for sex and pretty resentful if I'm too tired or not in the mood. He asks if I can just give him a blowjob and so I end up giving in and having sex because he goes on about it as if I'm failing my job description or something. Then he gets the hump because I'm not enjoying the sex that he knows I didn't want in the first place. So I end up resentful and find myself avoiding sex and complaining about all the things that he doesn't want to do which help me out. Like I always I have to ask him to put his plate in the sink. It's reached the stage where he's... <laughs> steady, come on. Hold it together. <laughs> it's reached the stage where... He's just asking for sex and I'm just saying no because I'm so cross with him. The more it goes on, the less I feel like having sex with him and the more he's moody and demanding. Am I being unreasonable? No. It's a really, Mm. really, it's a really common thing to happen. A lot of people, a lot of men think that Mm. sex means the relationship's okay. If they're having sex, the relationship's okay. And that's really, really important to them. And they are resentful when their partner isn't going along with that. And then they're Mm. resentful that their partner isn't enjoying it because that makes them feel good if they feel that they're doing, they're pleasing their partner. Mm. So there's loads of resentment from that direction. And that's not okay, really. I mean, it's certainly not okay to coerce somebody into sex ever. And if Mm. that somebody is becoming resentful because they're being asked to have sex when they don't want to, or they find themselves in a sexual situation when they don't want to be in one, then they'll get more resentful. But I think what underlies this particularly is that women are socialised to take responsibility for things. So you might have a couple where they're very good at doing lots of things together and sharing chores and things like that, Mm. um, or playing to their strengths and, but, you know, sharing stuff out. But quite often women still feel they're doing more sometimes because they have all the dates in their heads, all the things in their heads. I mean, so they might know everything that's coming up with their friends. They may may have all the times they're going out together in their heads. They may know when they're going, what they're going to do. They may have paid for tickets. They may be doing all the organising. If they've got kids, they may know all about their kids' play dates what they need for school, all of that kind Mm. of thing. And the guy doesn't. And so it feels as if they're doing more because, well, in a way they are doing more. And then they're being told they're not doing enough because they're not having sex when they're absolutely exhausted. Mm. And that's what does this. And and that's what causes. So there's the resentment on the one side because somebody is, is desperate to feel that the relationship's okay, but their desperation makes the relationship more and more not okay. Mm. And the couple are never talking to one another about how they feel. They're just using, you do more for me and I I won't resent you. You do more for me and I won't resent you, but Mm. never talking about the resentment. Yeah. 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 And that causes a huge problem. Context. One thing I've learned from you about sex is context. Context Context Mm. is so important. Why do you go on holiday and suddenly go, bloody hell, we're having a lot of sex. Things are really picking Mm. up here. It's because you're not thinking about putting the plates in the sink. Mm. You're not thinking about taking the kids to school. You're not thinking about doing all this stuff. All these pressures and stuff are taken away. So suddenly, I mean, let's say in this case, you're suddenly going, oh, my my wife is or my partner is, you know, she's she feels a lot more chilled out and we're having a lot more sex. Brilliant. That's a big plus for me. You know, um, oh, can I, think- I interrupt you there, though? Because I keep seeing people who say, oh, even when we were on holiday, 
she wouldn't mm-hmm. have sex with me. Mm. You'd think she'd be more chilled. And the reason is she did all the packing. She organised the tickets. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she yeah, booked yeah. the cab to the airport. They're self-catering. She's cooking. She's get, doing the shopping. She's getting the mm. kids up and into their clothes. and Yeah, for their big yeah. day out or so, whatever they're doing. So, it yeah. isn't, so the holiday isn't always as much yeah. of a holiday for both of the party. And, and a lot of people just don't see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's a, that is a good point. Um, but I suppose, yeah, when I, I was imagining a holiday then in Tahiti, where it's just you two where in a bloody hotel room. it's just a young room. couple in a sandals resort. Yeah. Again, context, so important, yeah. so important. But but if I've learned anything from you, what I would say is here, you need to talk to your partner about this and ask them to share the load of a little bit and load the bloody dishwasher, it sounds like, mm-hmm. if you have one. If you have one. Or put your plate in the sink. Exactly. Don't leave Do it under share- the chair. Yeah, share some load in that way. And also what I would say is then schedule some time for some intimacy between the two of you where you can take out all the stresses and pressures of the day because you know you've got that time, you know it's scheduled in. And on a Thursday at 9.30pm, we are going to get into bed. Let's say, it doesn't have to be a bed, but we're going to get into bed and we're going to cuddle. We can get in the bath and we're just going to hang out in there. In a tent, in the garden, bit strange, whatever, put up a yurt. Or we are going to sit down on the sofa downstairs and we're going to watch our favourite TV show together. These things don't necessarily need to be sex, but it's that thing of, I am scheduling this time, this time for you and you alone. Yeah. And we are we going to work around that because now we know it's there. We know what we need to do beforehand. Beforehand, we need to get the kids in bed. Beforehand, we need to make sure the dishwasher's on. Beforehand, you need to take your bloody socks out of the tumble dryer, please, and put them away because I don't know how you like to schedule your little chest of drawers. <laughs> and once you do that and you create this sexy context, then you can have sexy times. I mean, this is the this is the difficulty, really, with all this kind of thing um that you you know you have to agree in advance who's doing what and i think that's Mm. always the issue agreeing who so that you know and i think it's useful to sit down with diaries once a week and just synchronize and see what we're doing so if a partner says i'm going to be late home on tuesday does that mean they don't want dinner Mm -hmm. or does that mean that then they won't be picking the kids up from school or does that mean you know what what does it mean actually. Um, Or does that mean we're not having a date if you're dating? I mean, just just so that you both know. And also, I think in this question, didn't she say, oh, he's pestering her for sex. And then he says, well, can you just give me a blowjob? Yeah, we haven't picked up on that yet. Yeah, so that's less trouble. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Or just, I mean, that's the consolation prize. And then she says, and then we have sex. So she's having intercourse, I presume. Yeah. But in, rather than give him a blowjob. Yeah, 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 exactly. He says, all right, just give me a blowjob, as though that's yeah. not as good. And so we all agree that's not as good. Therefore, mm. therefore, I'm accepting a consolation prize from you. And she thinks, oh, God, it's worse. I'll do the first thing. Fucking hell. So, so d- this isn't just about resentment. This is about what dick? It's about bargaining. <laughs> this is what dick. <laughs> I think I, oh, I do... <laughs> It's really difficult. I recently saw a comedy show about this and Did the you? person on stage. This is well, funny. I, the, well, <laughs> the woman on stage is basically being like, growing up with my partner, my now husband, is basically me just using blowjobs as a, as a weapon and a means to get him to do things. Well, I'll give you a blowjob if you put your socks in the dishwasher. In the dishwasher. Yeah, exactly that. In the dishwasher. <laughs> if you don't put your socks in the dishwasher. Yeah, then I'll give you a blowjob. Find job. out but where the washing machine is, yeah. 
And she was saying, she looked at the audience, she was like, now the young people in the room grimaced at that. The older people in the room laughed because they realise that's just what growing up is. Um, so what are we saying then? You've got to... You've Don't got to- coerce people. Don't coerce because apart from the fact that it's ethically bankrupt, if you're being coerced into something, you become resentful. Yeah. And, um, and she uses that word, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and then he's resentful because she's not doing what he wants. But this is not the way to get her to do what she was. I mean, if she wasn't so tired... And if he wasn't sort of assuming that that's, that was her job, Mm-mm. you know, she actually said, yeah. as if it's my job description. I mean, it's quite evil. But, you know, if we said to him, listen, mate, if you do what she says, you'll get what you want. I mean... Well, if you were a bit... I mean, if they were cooperating, I mean, if you think about it, when you were describing getting the kids to bed, tidying up, you know, getting everything out of the way so that they could be together. I mean, Mm. you know, that that sounds great. It's just that one of them might want to sit and eat humbugs and and watch Strictly Come Dancing and the other one Mm. might want to have sex. So... Mm. um, (laughs) What is a humbug? I know it's a sweet, but I mean, honestly, where are we? What era are we in? It's a mint. I know. It is not the 1950s. (laughs) What the They can't even watch the TV because they haven't bought on yet because it hasn't been the coronation. They haven't. I can't afford it. Good lord! They're in the, they're from the Midlands. It, He's just come back from the mines. He's sucking on a humbug. Do you know what? Do you know what made me think of it? What? Because of this thing of people watching the football and eating after eights out of their partner. What you can't, the, Mum? The episode's about to end. You can't drop that bombshell. Oh, what well, we we'll have you to pick about? it up another time then. No, Mum. What did you just say? <laughs> well, there used to be a bit of a. Um, a, a bit of a, a fashion for um, eating. So, so you insert an after eight into the vagina, and then every time the, there's been a goal or something, you get to eat it because it's a, as a reward, or you just eat it anyway. You're the face you're making is so horrified. I don't think I want to do this podcast anymore. <laughs> it's um, <laughs> I think I'm over well, it. it's it's, it's nice because it's tingly apparently. Oh, my God. Mm. Is that healthy? I don't know. It's probably not good for your teeth, is it, after eight? Your teeth? I wasn't worried about your bloody teeth. What? Oh, my God. I mean, just, just a little way in. Not, so that's not been right. happening at this this most recent Euros, then, when our women <laughs> brought it home. <laughs> I just love how it's, you know, oh, my partner doesn't put the plate in the sink, and we've ended this <laughs> going, and you can eat chocolate out of your partner. Anyway... Best of luck. Well, it would save the plate, wouldn't it? <laughs> I suppose so. You don't have to do the washing up. God, how did we get onto this? Digs. I don't know. I don't know. But we, unfortunately, we have run out of time. Oh, I say unfortunately. Thank God for that. Yeah. Um, if you want your question answered, I don't know why you would. You can send them <laughs> in to us at Real Sex Ed Pod or to our email, podcast at hatcher.com. Mum. Yes. I'm going to say thank you so much for joining me <laughs> in this episode. It has been a pleasure. <laughs> And thank you, everyone, for listening. We really do appreciate it. If you are listening to this on Spotify or iTunes, if you did take a few minutes out to leave us a review, we'd really, really appreciate it. I think on Spotify, you can literally just click five stars. I don't think there's another option. I think it has to be five. Oh, good plan. So if you are listening to this and you're enjoying it, give us a five-star review. But otherwise, we'll see you next week for some more... Real Sex Education. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to The Real Sex Education, which is hosted by Diggory Waite and Kate Campbell. The show is produced by Diggory Waite, and the executive producer is Claire Broughton. The Real Sex Education is a hat-trick podcast.
This podcast is based on the real-life relationship between Diggory Waite and his mother, accredited sex therapist Kate Campbell. The show is therefore inspired by, but otherwise unrelated to, the TV show Sex Education. But yes, Diggory does wish his mother was played by Gillian Anderson. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 